Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. Hello. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. And uh, we have many things going on, Ian. We're already halfway through the first month of 2024. That was fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what we get every single day? Tons of questions from our patrons over at patreon.com slash bumblecast, ko-fi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Yes, indeed. Indeed we do. And we're going to get started off with this one here from Alphamon or Yukin. Since they're all animals, I have to know, can Mobians let out regular animal sounds under certain circumstances? For example, Lanolin baaing like a sheep if she got startled. I don't... I don't know. I don't... I can't think of a time, at least in the primary series where anybody's done that and Mm -hmm. i would personally want to keep it that way because none of these characters act like animals not really no they're animal in like shape and name alone when you start bringing in actual animal traits then it gets then becomes a little different so i mean sticks kind of was badger e a little sometimes yeah, but she was supposed but to be kind she's... of wild and primitive in general. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the odd one out. Yeah, yeah. Let Whisper howl, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonic can't roll into a ball anymore. I see how it is. <laughs> Here's one from Andrew D. The question about an anti-console war got me wondering, if only the Prime Universe experienced the events of the last game Cartridge Hero and the Image Comics crossover. How exactly were the kids from another dimension controlling Sonic Prime and regardless if the Suppression Squad experienced these events or not, did they? How would things have unfolded for them in these two anti-stories? Would some brats have discovered they could manipulate Scourge? Would good kids manipulate Scourge, causing him to wonder why he's doing good? Would there exist anti-versions of the Image Comics characters who want to wreck the anti-verse, whatever that is, and stop the benevolent anti-Doctor Droid? Did the crew enjoy some good old anti-Shwarma after their Avengers-like adventure? Mm, or would that be yuck? I think we've gone too deep. <laughs> By the way, this question is not about Sonic Prime, the TV show. No, no, no. I feel like we have gone beyond the stars into the darkness and the madness <laughs> that lies there. You've stared uh, in. We've stared into the abyss, Ian. It's staring back and going lol. <laughs> I'm staring into the abyss, and I gotta admit, I blinked. I. <laughs> The ramifications of that one are beyond me. I I don't know. <laughs> you, you came up with a hypothetical that just absolutely broke my creative mind. Anti-console war. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at that gif of the hypercube and trying to contemplate it, but it's not working. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what? Whatever you feel like it should be, let that be it. You, I, I tap out. You win this round. I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> you, you broke me and we're only two questions in. <laughs> well, I guess this is the end of the Bumblecast. Oh, no, I'll still make noise, but. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Good, good. I'm glad you'll keep making noise because that's all I've been doing this whole time. <laughs> the next Bumblecast is nothing but bike horns. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question from Axis. Hypothetical question time. Let's say Sonic goes to the Soul Dimension to spend Valentine's Day with Blaze. He asks her to choose the location for the date, but it can't be any place Sonic has already visited. What kind of place do you think Blaze would pick, and what activities would they do in such a place? 
Feel free to come up with this hypothetical location and throw any ideas you want for this one. You won't get any mandates from me. <laughs> and neither will Sonic, because Blaze is not a man, as far as I know. Mandates. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think Blaze goes into panic mode, because what do you do for a date? She has no idea. <laughs> what do you do for Valentine's Day? I don't have Valentine's Day on her her, her planet, her, her universe. <laughs> what is a Valentine? Like she, she's going to be struggling. She's calling in her staff for consultation. You know, what do I do? Where do we go? What, what do help? (laughs) True. She only recently learned how to hang out with people and be nice to be chill. We're talking full on romantic organization. No, we're out of her depth. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Now she has an incredibly loyal and supportive staff, so they'll organize something grand. I'm sure. And she'll have her cue cards and she'll go through the motions and, you know, try to kick, stick to the itinerary. And Sonic will be patient throughout until something inevitably goes off the rails and she starts to panic because this is not according to plan. And he's like, chill. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be a big to do. You know, I'm not big into structure anyway. You want to just hang out? We can just hang out. That's fine. Happy Valentine's. Just hang out. Sounds good to me. Butter Noodles has a question. Jet gets actual super speed and is actually faster than Sonic. How does he react? How does Sonic react? How do the other Rouges react? Well, there's only one Rouge, so <laughs> it, 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 I think it's supposed to be Rogues, but yes, yeah, we all make that typo every now and again. I know, I know. Um, actually, small aside, my muscle memory has been kind of defaults to rouge now so if i want to type the word rogue like if i'm doing the babylon rogues you have to actually I invariably have to correct it every time you have to think really hard about it. <laughs> i have written the word rouge so many times that i can't just default to rogue i have to actively think yeah r o g u e anyway i <laughs> jet is not going to be gracious in victory he is going to lord over sonic he is going to just rub it in his face and constantly be speeding around him and antagonizing and sonic is going to be cool about it at first like hey good for you you know nice to have a challenge and a bar to reach and then it's going to get annoying because it just doesn't let up and it really kind of gets on his nerves and then he finds inner peace and realizes that as long as he doesn't make a big deal out of it Jet will drive himself up the wall. Yeah. Jet can talk about how fast he's all the time and how much faster he is. And so I was like, cool. Yep. Whatever. You do you, buddy. <laughs> and that will eat at Jet worse than any defeat he's ever suffered. <laughs> you, I mean, Sonic wouldn't be put off like constantly. Like initially, there will be a period of time, yeah, where he gets under his skin, but then he realizes no, he can bugs bunny this. True. All he has to do is be passive about it, and then he wins by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Storm's going to be cheering him on because, yeah, the boss got it. Yeah, he's fastest. I knew he was always the best. I was always with him all along, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got like two brain cells, and they're both devoted to Jet. And <laughs> Wave is just, oh, God, something else for him to be obnoxious about. Grand, glorious, lovely. <laughs> where drago is asking wait i thought bugs bunnying meant you cross dress well maybe if it were adventures of sonic very true yeah <laughs> there's one from chaos sonic one 
We know your feelings on Nega, and that got me wondering on other people's thoughts on Nega. With me, I think Nega, as a villain from the future, is interesting, since he's the result of Eggman's legacy, and how he is willing to go worse than Ivo. Also, we need more recurring villains. Thoughts? You're welcome to your opinion. We can have recurring villains. They don't have to be lame. We have recurring villains. Yes, just we haven't showed up in like the games proper yet. Yes, we do. We need more though, or something. I don't know. Can can we just have like one that's not Eggman, but again, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing special about Nega, other than the fact that I have to be real careful saying his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't like it. <laughs> And he's boring. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cherry Hearts You has a question. When they get the ball, they won't fumble. It's football time with Rough and Tumble. Rough and Tumble learn how much money the average United Federation football player makes and decide to make their own team. First, they have the kidnap, I mean draft, team members. As many or as few as you'd like, as they probably wouldn't know how many members make up an official team anyway. And thus, the Seaside City skunks are born and make it into the league somehow. How does it go? Who do they try to draft? Do they make it to the Super Bowl? Legality be darned. Does Seaside City file a lawsuit for using their name without permission? Who is their mascot? The skunks. I mean, (laughs) the superb owl. Yes, yes. (laughs) So Seaside City actually has a team. It's just they're like bottom tier, super lame. (laughs) <laughs> they have the bare minimum number of players to constitute a team, but all of them just kind of phone it in because they know that they're just there to fill out the season. Yeah. So Rough and Tumble take it over, no problem. But realize real quick that they are the team at this point. So they decide to recruit more. And they're sitting there and they're thinking, who can we get that's like fast and strong and, you know, enjoys hurting people? Was that one? There, there was that one guy they worked with that one day. Yeah, totally. They, so they go to Lost Hex <laughs> and they recruit the Deadly Six. I mean, you know what? <laughs> and initially a, they're like, it's a, what's wrong with you guys? It's a bad idea, like, but it's also a great idea. Zavok's <laughs> like, this is stupid enough to actually have my interest. Let's see this through just for funsies. And sure enough, they work well enough together just to defeat the enemy, and they steamroll everyone else in the league. Yeah. (laughs) So it's Space Jam. (laughs) Except the Monstars win. (laughs) I mean, as they should. (laughs) And Zavik already has the outfit for it. There you go. In Speed Battle. Perfect. (laughs) Did they hire anybody else? Or is it just the, <laughs> those eight? With those eight, that's all you really need. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're you have enti- the entire bench of some other team tried to tackle Zamam and ain't gonna work. I guess your entire defensive line could be Zamam. <laughs> just walks forward with his arms outstretched. <laughs> oh, Omega does have a uh, football skin, too. What team is he on? <laughs> maybe he's the mascot <laughs> Omega and he's not going to compete because these inferior fleshy beings are not what he's designed to destroy true but, true you know 
you tell him that, you know, he's just firing out into the crowd and he'll eventually hit a bad Nick, but you just load up with t-shirts. The crowd loves it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> with those minigun arms, he could like outfit the entire city in about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I love it. All right. Chunky Pancake is here with a question. Have either of you guys gone to a Sonic Symphony show yet? If so, what was your favorite part about it? If not, which show do you see yourself attending? I saw the live stream version. Yeah. I mean, I think most uh, of us did. But unfortunately, I don't foresee myself getting to go to one of the live shows anytime soon. Well, I already have tickets for the Phoenix show. So I'll be, go I'll be going there in June. And uh, there might be some other people there, too. Could be exciting. Mm. Here's one from Chunka. Knuckles is one of my favorite characters, especially after the Sonic movie. But a question I have had about the games since then was, where exactly did Knuckles come from? He must have had parents, but he says that he's been alone for his entire life. Does he completely misunderstand the concept of parents? Or is this a Dr. Doofenshmirtz situation where his parents never showed up for his birth? <laughs> uh, we don't know. That is the simple, canonical answer. We don't know. We don't know, and we never will. We know that he is a descendant of the Knuckles civilization, and that's it. He hatched from an egg because he's an echidna. Maybe. Maybe I don't even know. Weird chow. He is kind of funky. Like, so maybe he is. Maybe he is. All right, here's one from CTFEologist. Is there a canonical reason as to why Eggman uses Metal Sonic time and time again, but doesn't seem to have used the other Metal Fighters like Metal Tails, Metal Amy, and especially Metal Knuckles outside of their initial debuts? Since the other classic metals presumably have Metal Sonic's pre-heroes programming and free will with it, do they have opinions about their neglect by the good doctor? Canonical? No. Reasonable? Yes, in that we didn't get half of them until just now with superstars yeah pretty much um and if i recall correctly metal sonic's return in heroes was considered mining the deep lore at the time to give you a sense of the mindset of sega at the time so it's canonical reason no and real life reason they just haven't been utilized yeah yeah the canonical reason is Metal Sonic is very popular and cool, and people like him, so they keep using him instead of the other ones. Well, hey, now Metal Metal Knuckles is freaking boss, dude. I know, I know, but I'm so happy with Metal Tails and Metal Amy's designs, and I was not expecting a metal trip, but she looks great, so I want them all. Yeah, I want, I want them all. I want their personal albums. I want them living in my house i want them all gimme 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 let me consume <laughs> i want them all too ian but i'm just saying like if you walked up to a random person and said metal sonic they'd be like oh yeah i know metal sonic you say like metal amy they'll be like what i'm just saying maybe i'm just maybe. saying just saying personal challenge walk out into the <laughs> walk out into the middle of eaton center and say hey Metal Sonic. People go, yeah, I know him. <laughs> People be like, what? People be like, just just keep walking. Don't pay any attention to that weirdo. Here's one from Dev. I have a question about Shadow. I know Ian said Shadow needs an emerald to perform Chaos Control, but does that apply to his other abilities too, like his teleports, Chaos Spear, Chaos, chaos Sphere, and Chaos Blast? I think they meant to say Chaos Spear, but is Chaos Sphere a thing? 
Not that I can think of. Okay, I think they meant spear, but uh, probably. Okay. I mean, watch. There'll probably be one of his techniques that's <laughs> battle. It's chaos sphere, and I'll look like an idiot now. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it could be autocorrect. It could, or it could be a thing. I don't know, but uh, generally speaking, the short range teleport, his chaos snap, I think it's called. Yeah, that he can do solo, and individual chaos spears intermittently blast blast i'm honestly not sure if that's considered more of a gameplay element than like a actual lore technique i don't know it's something that needs to be like nailed down and spelled out somewhere at some point by some people ian hmm. you, like you maybe hmm. maybe and Here's a last question before we take a break. It comes from definitely not a worm. Okay, Mr. Flynn, I've truly tried my best to come up with the absolute strangest crossover for the Sonic series, and I have it. Ian, if you were hired to write for a Silent Hill X Sonic crossover, what would the story be? <sighs> I mean, that's pretty weird. But I mean, Silent, Hill, Silent Hill is a good zone name, I will say that. It is, it is, it is. Uh-huh. On the one hand, I would pay a shiny nickel to see Sonic fight Pyramid Head. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't even know what Pyramid Head's abilities are. Like murdering people, uh, like, right? Is that what it is? I mean, he, he he can wield a big old cleaver. Yeah, yeah. That's enough for me. I mean, hopefully the he gets Sonic with it. The thing is, if I understand Silent Hill, and I could be very, very wrong because it's a spooky game and we have established I don't do the spooky. Yeah. But it's my understanding that Silent Hill in whatever incarnation it takes is born from the inner demons of the protagonist. Yeah. That it it conjures their unresolved issues and makes manifest their personal shortcomings and horribleness like each whatever fault you have takes on some nightmarish incarnation in the foggy realm of silent hill yeah and uh sonic doesn't have that no but eggman might arguably i think eggman's really comfortable with who and what he is i mean maybe maybe i guess okay well i guess it'd have to be a surge game then she's pretty yeah. she's pretty messed up she would have problems sure it's just Sonic himself is true to his very simple ideals and, you know, kind of yeah. self-assured. I mean, maybe we could have him recalling the occasional times where he goofed. You know, that time Tails got grabbed by the Deadly Six. Oh, no, now he's being stalked by that kind of cyborg Tails. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, he, he can feel the sunshine, man. It brightens up his day. Shadow might be one i guess who could work for it but mm. yeah you know constantly looming gun soldiers around every corner popping out of windows big old bio lizard lurking around in the town somewhere but mm -hmm. we've seen shadows trauma so often i know we don't need it again knuckles actually could be interesting yeah maybe haunted by the ghosts of all the dead that he never knew and... of his past yeah of his unknown past of his unknown everything sorry i say that i just imagine shadow walking into a bathroom and there's just a gigantic gerald face staring at him <laughs> we don't need a zombie maria 
We would. We'd get it, though. You well, know. we'd absolutely get it. Uh, I mean, Starline. This, this is another Starline Isekai adventure, really. <laughs> if you want to do that, it's Isekai into Silent Hill. Terrifying. All right. On that frightening note, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then come back with more on the Bumblecast. And we're back with more questions here on the Bumblecast. First off, we've got a question from our weekly giveaway. Folks who follow us on our Twitter, on our Blue Sky, on our Tumblr, on our Facebook, and anywhere else. Instagram. And our Instagram have a weekly chance to get their question answered on the show free of charge. Wow. Amazing. This week, we have this one from Tumblr. This is from the CEO of Speedy the Bird. If you made a comic where Battle Cuckoo 16, a.k.a. Speedy from Tales Adventure, and the Witch Carters teamed up, how would their dynamics be? Oh, that might be fun. Because uh, classic Speedy, villains. Speedy uh, strikes me as a character that's kind of on the ball. A little bit arrogant, a little bit villainous, sure, but he he has a little bit of a code of honor, and I feel like he is a little more self-aware than some of the villains. Now, most of that is reading very much into like the one moment in adventure after Tails avoids all of Speedy's attacks and Speedy kind of regards him for a moment and then flies off. That's being incredibly interpretive, but I think that's the intention. Mm -hmm. <gasps> so you have someone who is disciplined and capable and down to earth being paired with a quartet that is none of those things. And he becomes the straight foil, and that could lead to hilarity and hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question from Dewdrop. Sonic being the fastest thing alive is, in, is enough in the, of an iconic title that it will likely never be seated in-universe, despite the many rivals fruitlessly nipping at Sonic's heels. Metal Sonic, Shadow, Surge, Scourge, Blaze, Sam Speed, he counts, and Amy, at least during the SA2 multiplayer races. Hypothetically, though, if you had to, who would you pick to take the Speedster gold medal? What do you think the reaction would be to the accomplishment? If you're going to take the principal character's title away from him. I mean, we should. Screw that guy. The The immediate reaction is, oh, give it to one of the villains to make them like big and bad and scary. But that that's tiresome. That wears itself out real easy. That's predictable. That, that's hack writing. Yeah. Give it the tails. Good. Make it his big standout moment. This is where he steps up to the plate and Sonic has to retire or whatever for reasons. This yeah. is Tails' big moment where he finally achieves the hero status that he's longed for for so long. And he reaches that peak speed just in the nick of time to save the day and defeat the villain and win the trophy and whatever. Yeah, go Tails. <laughs> let that be his super saiyan 2 moment you know awesome that's good i like it i think that's a, a very inspired choice not one i expected actually also jet's missing on this list i mean he's not he doesn't have super speed himself but you know if we're counting sam speed who needs a car <laughs> we can count jet who needs a board <laughs> if we're counting sam speed literally anybody could be faster than sonic <laughs> No, not to be fair, being able to control yourself at that speed does take a great deal of skill. 
True. True. You can't it put does. anyone in a Formula One and set them off down the road. I mean, you could. It wouldn't end well, but you could. (laughs) (laughs) And here's a question from Domino. In the January 5th podcast, you said a lot of Sonic X is completely off the table. Does this include Cosmo and Topaz? Sadly, yes. Mr. Tanaka, Ella, the whole shebang. Sorry, folks. And I actually had a correspondence with somebody else about this, so I might as well say it here. This is not related to the other pitch I was talking about to get to see if maybe like adapting the Matter X saga into IDW. This was a different project altogether, but it did open the door to a discussion and that who I t- talked to and what they said made it very clear that it's just not on the table. So this would have to change at a level of management that I cannot even conceive of. So yeah. Celebrate the characters, sure. Enjoy the show still. You know, stay in your fan groups and champion them still. I'm not trying to, you know, turn all the lights off in this party. I'm just saying I don't foresee it happening reasonably anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. The problem is it's Sagata Shinjiro at the top. You have to fight him again. Well, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and don't even say a, that out loud. A, you might think I'm challenging that, him. That's not going to happen. I know, I know. <laughs> the man stopped a, a missile from destroying Sega. I, I mean, I don't want to screw with him. Absolutely not. <laughs> and we got one from E2 under Paragon. In SA2 and Shadow 05, we see that Gun is capable of utilizing similar tactics to Eggman and that they mass produce war machines to overwhelm Sonic while destroying everything in their way, i.e., the gun truck. However, in the recent Twitter takeover, Eggman says he dissolved Gun, implying their perma-dead, which I don't like since Gun worked perfectly as the Eggman Empire's counterpart as a morally corrupt world police that also opposed Sonic because of their peace-through-power philosophy. Thus, my question for today is, what is the official status of the Guardian Units of Nations, and what is their moral alignment, i.e. lawful evil, chaotic neutral, etc.? I I don't want to get into it too much right now. Uh, Eggman did put a beating on them during the Eggman War of Forces. Gun is not the superpower it used to be, but I feel like him saying it's been dissolved is a, is tinged with a bit of arrogance. Uh, as for what the current state of Gun is and where they fit into the grander scheme of things, I'd say let let's revisit that at a later date. Would you say Gun is reloading? <sighs> At some point, I'm sure I will make that pun, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're welcome. Thought I could contribute. FMS Draws has a question. So, we've once spitballed Spamton in the Sonic universe, but I believe we can go bigger and better than ever! Spamton swaps out with Mega Man for the day. This isn't a question, but I am terrified <laughs> regardless. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm just imagining, you know, the little chunky blue boy, but with that face sticking out from under the helmet. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Please, no. I think Dr. Light would be like, all right, shut it down. I'm I'm, I'm getting out of robotics forever. Please, can you come home, please? I've made a boo-boo. We need help. <laughs> Meanwhile, he comes home, lift the masks up. Oh, no, it's him! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's multiple spam tins. No. Double the product for double the pleasure. Oh, no. You have reached Dr. Wiley's phone-a-thon. Press one for Iceman. Press two for Gutsman. Press three for certain death. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are there so many? Don't worry, Dr. Light. I will fight for everlasting peace. Why are there so many Spamptons? <laughs> Why do we need that many? We don't need that many. No, just one is, a, one is more than enough. In fact, it should be limited to one or less. Preferably less. Call Dr. Whiteley Contractors. They have a bone to pick with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. 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 When life gets you limits, shoot them out of your arm cannon. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I have your power now. No substitution, exchanges, or refunds. No. <laughs> move on no 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 that's what no. makes it worse instead of taking his power he just spreads his programming to the other robot masters no <laughs> gut spamton ice spamton pharaoh spamton ian what have you done <laughs> spamton is taking the... a bad idea and made it better <laughs> spamton sigma virus <laughs> spamton <laughs> virus no don't worry dr light we're taking this to the moon uh, Geo Knuckles has a question. Sonic crossover with Power Rangers Wild Force and the Wild Zords are Red Lion, Yellow Eagle, White Tiger, Black Bison, Blue Shark, and Lunar Wolf. Like, like, did this uh, like? Are you asking which ones Sonic characters drive? I don't know. Again, I'm not super familiar with anything beyond OG Power Rangers, and even that is sketchy. Yeah. And as far as I am aware, the Zords aren't really indicative of anyone's personality or abilities. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but like, whoever normally pilots Red Lion, are they heroic, courageous? Are they a leader? Do they have fantastic hair? I don't know. I, I don't know what it means, if it means anything. So, you know, plug whoever you want in there. Be, you know, make it color-coded, make it animal-coded. I mean, we can hodgepodge from across the various sonic incarnations and fit them all right red line sure. uh we can get vulcan in there we can uh no smithy smithy mm -hmm. <laughs> vulcan was the early name uh, oh yellow eagle pulling sore out of sonic boom why not <laughs> white tiger jen uh black bison we'll say axel water buffalo that's a type of bison sure, sure why, not? why not yeah blue shark razor obviously and lunar wolf well hey whisper now has a hobby she drives a giant killer robot you know what she deserves it hero squad has a question can sage an artist because she's ai does she make great art but has trouble with fingers do you have to make her generated though it backfires this is a joke question but it does bring up an interesting question how alive is sage it's true. How independent are her thoughts? Can she utilize an imagination? <laughs> or is she, you know, just interpolating off of data and coming up with very complex responses? Does Sage steal art or not? <laughs> well, I'm sure she does because she's a bad guy. But in general, I don't know. I feel like that's something that is actually a good character prompt that should be investigated. Hmm. Hmm. 
maybe in the next game. This one from Icon PNG. Which theme song do you think represents Sonic the best? His world, it doesn't matter, endless possibility, fist bump, Sonic Underground. I don't know why those last two were capitalized, but <laughs> uh I could take the cheap way out and just saying each one is indicative of Sonic of that era. Sure. And thus they're all right. Yeah. I mean, I've made it pretty clear Sonic Underground is not my particular jam when it comes to <laughs> Sonic series, but that theme song encapsulates the series. You cannot really critique it. It tells you the whole story. It sets everything up. It's a bit of a ropper, a bit of a bopper. It's it's a good <laughs> song. It's a good intro. So, I mean, I can't really discount that as a bad Sonic theme. It's right on the money for what it needs to do. Yeah, but it's like it's it's very specific. It talks about the plot of Sonic Underground. Like it can't. Yeah, it doesn't Fist really. Bump is, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fist Bump is very much a Sonic Forces song. It's a fun song. True encapsulates Sonic's friendship, which could be extrapolated to the rest of the cast, but it's very much centered on the themes of bringing everyone together and believing in each other for greater causes. That is forces driving force. I don't know if it would necessarily fit the tone of like adventure. So yeah, no, I'm going to go with the original answer. Each one perfectly encapsulates what Sonic means in that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know the real answer is it doesn't matter, right? Specifically the SA one version. I honestly can't choose between that and the SA2 version. I go, I keep going back and forth on them. Yeah, the SA1 version's better. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. I think they're very indicative of who Sonic is in each of those games. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, the first one sounds very different and is kind of flavored with the experimental and explorative nature of SA1. While SA2 is a little more laid back because they found the system that works and Sonic's just kind of cruising through a refinement of what adventures established. It's no, I'm standing by my answer. All of them are right. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Do what you want. Here's one from Icy. Mighty gets sick and has to rest, and it's Ray's turn to take care of his best friend slash bro. Could Ray be a competent caretaker? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He'll feed Mighty plenty of pancakes. I mean, he'll, he knows how to make his grilled cheese sandwich and which way to cut it. I mean, this guy, the kid's got it. Yep. If anyone's going to have to look after you, let it be Ray. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's up. He's a good boy. And a question from Jara. Through a weird series of events, Sega somehow wound up acquiring the ownership of DC Comics. In the reshuffle, they did decide to appoint someone they have worked with in the past who has a familiarity with the comic process. And thus, they chose Lan Flynn. However, after realizing that's someone else entirely, they appointed you, Ian Flynn, the role of editor-in-chief, the grand dictator of the comic book company. What do you do with this position of authority? What mandates or demands do you push? Will you go mad with power? Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, so, all right, you give me full authoritative power over one of the big two. Yeah. Uh, number one establish a legacy line for each hero keep the numbering keep the continuity let it continue for the hardcore fans who really are invested with this train that just will not stop through all the various crises and whatever and secure that for that market and then 
concentrate on solid individual runs with established creative teams. So you get one year to do a Superman story, start to finish one year to do a Batman story, Wonder Woman, whatever. And it is contained within its story. It abides by its rules. It is easy collect in trade and easy for anyone to just pick up, read and put down. Yeah. It is a uh, springboard for other interpretations of the characters into other media. It is a way to tell new and different stories without offending anyone who is really focused on what the canon is. And each story has its meaning and its purpose because it is contained within itself. You know where it's going and it's done. And if one particular run does exceptionally well, like absolutely gangbusters, bring that team back if they have another story to tell and continue from there, but with a set ending in mind. This is where it's going to conclude. It's not going to cross over with any other interpretation. It's just concise, well-told, well-manicured stories about these iconic characters. Yes. Thirdly, weekly magazine with rotating roster of artists and writers that are telling shorter stories and put those all in rotation so that you don't have somebody trying to churn out an entire manga's worth of comic within a week, you have a rotating roster of heroes and stories and events that are printed on the cheap, black and white, but on your general shelves in your drugstores, grocery stores, wherever you can get your hands on them these days, to have a constant exposure to these characters. And these are, again, contained within just their magazine. So that Superman story that's running bi-weekly, tri-weekly, yeah. wraps up in a year or two. And then you're done. And if you want to, it's all collected in this trade after the fact. But if you want to keep it serialized, there you go. You're reading it along with it. And, oh, Superman's not coming out this week, but they've got a Green Lantern in there. Okay, well, you read that while you tidy it over. Oh, hey, I actually like this interpretation of the character with this creative team. I'll come back in two weeks for that one as well. But now I've got Superman to tide me over in between. New eyes, new ideas, new interest. And it's constantly in flux and it's there. You don't have to worry about continuity. You don't have to worry about alienating audiences. It's there for kids and casual folks to get into it. And those who are the hardcore fans still have their legacy titles with the big name talent or whatever working on them to enjoy as well. Well, heck, no wonder you haven't been hired. This is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Real easy for me to say that with, you know, no oversight or budget to be concerned with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. So, how about annual event crossover crises comics? You doing those they anymore? The they can happen in the legacy books once every, I don't know, five years. Five years? Okay, As good. Treat. <laughs> yeah. Five years, not like every six months. <laughs> or, you know what, make that a fourth line entirely. The crossover chaos line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty. And we got one last question on this episode from JCR1216. With the effect of the rare moon still in play, how do Knuckles, Silver, Rouge, Whisper, and Jewel flirt with Barry? Knuckles does it poorly because he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Barry just thinks they're, you know, gym bros now because they just go out regularly. He doesn't realize that there's anything else to it. Just think, just think he's being cool and nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Silver is going by whatever vintage media managed to survive to his time. So 
he's got like a hodgepodge of like some 1920s lithographs and a couple episodes of friends. Yeah. Maybe one of those MTV shows and it's, it's not pretty. (laughs) He's earnest enough that it's not creepy. Barry's not really sure what he's getting at, but you know, he's hanging her out and he's kind of cool. So I guess they can hang. It's nice. Maybe. (laughs) Rouge. Oh, he's seduced within five minutes. Let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) She knows exactly what she's doing. Come on. Five minutes. No, I was pretty sure it's like five seconds. (laughs) She wants to savor the moment. Okay. Yeah. You don't reel in the fish immediately. Oh, okay. Fine. Whisper. Keeps Dude. her distance because she knows everyone she gets attached to eventually leaves. I was going to say, <laughs> either she's completely lost or just does not, does not even try. And Jewel is rather matter of fact and upfront about it. Well, heck. Just, you know, hi there, Barry, right? Yes. I've seen you around. I would like to get to know you better. Would you like to go get a coffee? Like the most stable and natural of any of them. <laughs> well, how boring. <laughs> hey sometimes consistency and boring is very attractive yes yes it's true it's true i love jewel i, I think that's great for her that, that works <laughs> all right with that we have reached the end of this episode of the Bumblecast. but don't worry we'll be back on wednesday with more if you want your question answered on the show head over to patreon.com slash bumblecast ko-fi.com slash bumblecast or become a youtube member Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Take care, everybody. Whisper in Silent Hill. God, you guys. Oh, God. That's a problem. You guys really, really love heaping trauma on poor Whisper. How could you do that? Getting to out angst shadow here. That's a problem. I know. (laughs) Where's the therapy button? You've been listening to The Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at bumbleking.com and kngi.org. I mean, Twilord, if you want to change your name to that so you can have your question answered earlier, all right, fine. (laughs) Hello, my name is Zero A. (laughs) I'm Tilda Asterisk Ampersand. (laughs) 